Welcome into the August 5th episode of the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Today, we continue to build the perfect leaf. We have eight different categories of on-ice skills and intangibles that we believe make up a perfect hockey player. We'll be using current-day Maple Leafs, and we'll be assigning one Maple Leaf to one of these eight different categories to try and build the perfect leaf. Let's get right into it, Dave. You're listening to Locked On These Podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me is my co-host Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also now catch us up on video format on YouTube. Just go and search up Locked On Leafs on YouTube and click subscribe for that new content each and every day. All right, we gave a little bit of a teaser. If you missed it yesterday, um, we gave a teaser to what this segment is going to look like, but I'll give you a little bit of a refresher. Uh, We're building the perfect leaf, David and I, and what that entails is we've got eight different categories. I'll tell you them in just a moment, and then we're going to assign a maple leaf to one of these categories. We can't use the, the leaf twice you can only use them one time to try and build out the perfect player for les toronto maple leafs so um the categories we're using are hockey sense shot hands slash passing skating physicality leadership and size so those are the eight on ice skills slash uh intangibles that we think you know can construct a perfect hockey player and we're going to try and and use the current skill set and intangibles of the maple leafs to try and and kind of uh, build the perfect maple leaf and that is going to be the segment so why don't we get things started here dave um yesterday on the podcast we teased it we talked about one of them we talked about skating so the player who we felt um deserved to be uh you know we want to give them their skating ability in this you know perfect maple leaf you ended up going with William Nylander. Quickly, for those who missed yesterday, explain your decision in Bill Nye, the speedy guy, apparently. Not just speed. I know people are saying he might lack hustle at times, but he's probably the smoothest yeah. skater on the Leafs team. I feel like he's got good edges. He can break out of the zone fairly, you know, it's almost like, effortlessly at times maybe that's why sometimes people don't view Nylander as a great skater because he makes it look so easy and effortless but no yeah he's he's definitely got my my he always catches my eye as a, as a premier skater on the team that's for sure all right so you bought Nylander and I did not go Nylander because of the hustle aspect and I think that hustle is part of skating and we saw what happened in the playoffs, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, not, you know, holding up for that, uh, that dump in there. So ultimately I ended up docking him for that aspect. 
I went with Pierre Engvall as my skater. A little bit of an off-the-board pick, but, you know, like I said, we can't use uh, – we can only use players once. So there were some other players who I considered uh, that I wanted to use in other sectors. So I went with Pierre Engvall, but he's also a really good skater. Like, he doesn't get enough credit for his skating ability. Like, he's a big guy, six foot four. He's got a smooth stride. He's got great uh, breakout ability, one of the, the better breakout players amongst the, the highest Maple Leafs in zone exits per 60 um, among the entire Ford group. So he's a really good skater. He can hustle. He forechecks. He backchecks well. So I'm going to go with Pierre Engvall and his skating ability as, uh, you know, that's the the skill set, uh, the skating skill set that I want to give to my player is of Pierre Engvall's. All right. So we can move on now to our next, um, our next skill set. And we're going to do hockey sense. Hockey Sense is going to be the next one. So, Dave, which current Maple Leaf do you think fits uh, the mold of uh, Hockey Sense where you want to give this perfectly for building this player's Hockey Sense? I, I thought long and hard about this one. This was the one that I had the hardest time figuring out. Um, I'm going to give it to TJ Brody. Okay. Just, you know, when you think about a guy who is really good defensively, knows when to, you know, Make those plays where you got to slide down to block a pass, block shots. Not just that, but he he can throw in some offense too. We've seen it, so I feel like he's a guy that is perfectly balanced in a way, and like he's got just really good. When he's on the ice, he's one guy I have the least concern about when he's on the ice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he's 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 always seems to be in the right place at the right time, and that comes from having a very high hockey IQ. Uh, so TJ bro is a really good answer. I went with John Tavares. Um, you know, th- that guy it, it's look, it's really the, the, the legs and the hands that are starting to go on this guy, but he's still very high IQ, right? He thinks the game on a very high level and, you know, he, he still knows where the, the good areas are to be in, um, you know, in and around the crease. He's still able to, engage in battles he's able to put pucks in the right areas so i think that john Tavares still you know your hockey sense isn't going to go away your hockey iq isn't going to diminish diminish like the skill has so i believe that john Tavares, if you if a player can adopt his hockey sense you're among one of the best in the league in terms of thinking the game the right way so i went with john Tavares for hockey sense for myself all right next up we're going to give this player, mm, let's go with shot. Which player would you, which player shot would you like to give to this perfect Maple Leaf? Mm, gee, that's a tough one. Austin Matthews. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is a resounding yes from me as well. Like, yeah, there's just no like you know what you could have said that if there was a guy who maybe had a better slap shot because Austin Matthews wasn't really known for a slap shot. No, Austin Matthews has made it a point to be a better you know with the one timers. That puck's on his stick. There's no other player I want on the stick to score a goal in a game than Austin Matthews. I will say that I considered I considered putting Bill Nylander here. Bill Nye the wrist shot guy. Mm-hmm. I did consider it. I mean, first of all, he has the nickname. Bill Nye, the wrist shot guy, um, but also the fact that there was a couple other um, categories I considered putting Austin Matthews in, but ultimately I thought to myself, don't be stupid. 
the simple answer and the right answer, the only answer is the best goal scorer in the NHL, Austin Matthews. I mean, look at the guy scored 60 goals this year, he scored 51 goals in a 50 game span. It was incredible. He's got the most deceptive shot. He can shoot it from anywhere on the ice, any type of shot. It's a wrister, a, a slapper. He can, you know, he can. Um, you know, wrap around. He can really shoot from inside, outside. He is just a lethal dynamic scorer all around. So I'm going with AM34, just like you. Uh, that's the player shot that I want to model. All right, next up, Dave. And then we'll go, we'll take a quick break after we do this next one. Hands and passing. Which player do you want to adopt their hands and their passing skills. I got to go with Mitch Marner here. I thought about John Tavares for a moment because I think he has great hands. Yeah. But I think Mitch Marner has, he can do things like with the, with the puck on his stick that not many other guys really try for and like really do. And I mean, there's a reason why Austin Matthews also scored 60 goals. He's a good goal scorer, but he's also got a premier setup guy in Mitch Marner. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I have the exact same uh, same guy myself. I mean, you're, we're talking about a f- you know first team right winger, right? Like somebody who 62 assists this year, Mitch Marner had uh, in just 72 games alongside Austin Matthews, premier setup man. And if you even dig into the deeper numbers and you look at you know assists or um, passes into the slot. He's at the top of the league and passes into the slot per 60. So, you know, he knows exactly where to put the puck. Um, he's extremely lethal with it. Um, and what, even though he became a bit more of a scorer and an attacker at times this year, which I think made him an even more lethal playmaker because they had to respect the shot. And that allowed him to make a nice move and get the puck over to Austin Matthews to shovel it into the back of the net. So uh, Mitch Marner for me, same thing. Unreal hands. That goal he scored in uh, was it in, in Vegas earlier in the year, and then he scored another. Un- the 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 assist that he had on uh, on uh, David Camp. Remember David Camp had that one easy tap in, but he just absolutely deep the goaltender out of his pants, and Camp just came in just. Poked it in on the on the on the penalty kill, unreal, unreal, Mitch Marner. So yeah, handsome passing, Mitchie Marnsauce, as I like to call him, uh, definitely gets the nod there. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we will come back and we'll do the remaining four that we have here, Dave. Uh, but before we do that, why don't we tell the good folks listening to uh, the podcast about our good friends at Built Bar. Yep. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. Guess what? There's a new flavor, and I've actually I got a sneak peek of this flavor before they announced it. That is delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. So their new favorite, a new favorite flavor of mine, the cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, covered in 100% real chocolate. So if you're the one of those people that, you know, baking cookies and you like to take a little spoon of that cookie dough, or if you like cookie dough ice cream, guess what? Now you can have them with a built bar and it's actually healthy for you. They are only 160 calories and have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So make sure you go to built.com and snag a box for yourself and the family. 
it is the perfect treat. And you can, you know what? If you do buy them, consider stashing a few away because the family is going to want to, you know, tear each other apart to get them. So like all built bars, the new chunk dough chunk, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they are healthy and tasty. And they have that light, fluffy texture that all built bars are known for. And of course, the great health benefits that come with it too. You know, the, the collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons, uh, tons of health benefits. So make sure you go to built.com right now. Make use of their promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. So that is promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at built.com. Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We're hosts here at the Locked On Leafs Podcast. We're continuing to build our perfect maple leaf. So we're building the perfect leaf. And we both so far, uh, the player who we have as the skating, uh, we give him the skating trait. I gave my player Pierre Engvall skating trait. You gave them William Nylander skating trait. Hockey sense, I gave them Tavares' hockey sense. You gave this player TJ Brody's hockey sense. And so far, we've both given them Matthew shot, and we've both given them uh, Mitch Marner's hands slash uh, passing playmaking ability so so far we're we're i guess half and half on the same page on some of these guys we'll see what we can do in the next half of uh these kind of traits and intangibles we're getting to the intangibles at this point now i think um of of the player and this is why intangibles are important because well they, they kind of are like outside of having good hockey sense and having a good shot skating hands and passing like the other half of these categories are intangible. So, you know, you can you can say that skill is 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 great and all, and obviously you need to have skill, but there is room for intangibles. And uh, why don't we start with size, maybe being one of the, well, I guess at one point it, it, it was, it was looked upon as a, a, a very, a major intangible, maybe not so much in today's day and age with guys like Johnny Goudreau, you know, and guys like Braden Point, like these shorter stature players, um, you know, Quinn Hughes and a lot of these guys who are smaller players, but super duper effective in the league, which you may not have been able to say 15 years ago. But if there is someone's size on the Maple Leafs that you could just clone as part of your uh, and make that perfect Maple Leaf that we're building, clone that person's size, who would it be, Dave? Um. You know, like I would, I was thinking Pierre Engvall for the longest time, mm. but I'm gonna lean towards actually a guy um, who's a little bit shorter, but I think has just a little more. I wouldn't say meat around him, but just it feels like he's built a bit better in terms of size. And I'm gonna go with uh, with Justin Hall. Okay, Justin Hall. I think he has decent. I mean. We don't see it all the time from him, but I feel like his size gives him a good opportunity to be a good mismatch type of player uh, on the ice. Like Pierring Vol's bit like tall, but is he mm. like is he the size that you look for? Because he's not overly physical, and I feel like part mm. of it is he's not built to be overly physical either. 
Well, physicality is a totally different department here. That's an entirely different, uh, oh, yeah. different intangible that we're going to get to here. Um, but Justin Hall, uh, six foot four, two hundred and eleven pounds, is what he's listed at currently right now. Uh, I would say that's a really good size for any player. If you draft a guy that's six four, two ten, you're excited about that size to, of a player, especially a right shot defenseman at that, which Justin Hall happens to be. Um, so I, I, that's a good pick. That's a good pick to uh, to you know kind of replicate that size. I went with somebody who's a little bit older than Justin Hall, but also a defenseman. Uh, I went with with Jake Muzzin and his size, 6'3", 215 pounds. I think that's a really quality-sized defender um, or just a quality-sized player. Even as a, as a forward, that would be great. You know, a little, somebody who's got some size who can park his ass right in front of the, in front of the net. Um, so I think 6'3", 215, give me a player of that stature. I'm happy with it. And I would have picked Pierre Engvall at 6'4", 225, but I already used him for, uh, for my skating, so I was unable to do so. And I also would have considered Austin Matthews, but decided to use him with uh, with the shot category instead. So I'm going Jake Muzzin for that. You are going with Justin Hall. All right, good stuff. Let's move on to the next category, which is physicality. I'm curious, Dave, who you've chosen as your player who you want to have this guy's tenacity, this guy's physicality. Who is it? Who is that current Maple Leaf who you want to clone their tenacity and physicality and put as our player? I'm going to go with Jake Muzzin. All right. That sounds like a, a decent option. He he is like my, many people would think Wayne Simmons. And yes, Wayne Simmons, a very physical player. But I think Jake Muzzin is just ferocious. I he sometimes just he seems fearless. On the ice, he's not will not willing to back down from like you know taking the shot block, going getting up in someone's face in front of the net, push them out of the way. I I think Jake Muzzin's physicality is a big reason why they went and traded for him not too long ago because he's someone that the, this blue line desperately needed. And when he was injured, a lot of teams feel like they have a better chance when they play against the Leafs because Jake Muzzin is not on the ice. Yeah, he's he's physical in a, in a few different ways. Not only will he hit you, block a puck, um, block a shot, uh, hit you along the glass, but he'll also play the role of lumberjack in front of the net as well, and make it very difficult for you to play in front of uh, in front of the goal mouth. Which, like you said, when he was not in on the ice, uh, you could totally you you could tell right. Like there was a lot more action happening in front of the goaltenders uh, when he wasn't there than when he was. So. That's a solid pick, but obviously I picked Jake Muzzin as my size player, which means I'm not allowed to use him as my physicality. So I went uh, I went with a new player to the team, Nicholas Abe Kubel. Uh, maybe you were, were you expecting me to go Wayne Simmons here? No, I wasn't actually. I was I I, I thought Wayne Simmons would have been an easier. Cho- I actually had considered Abe Kubel. Because I have seen it from him, and that was something that they really liked on the Leafs. Yeah, um, I, I just feel like just I I'm I'm more familiar with Jacob Muzzin's brand of physicality than I am with Abe Kubel's. Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, I saw like a a montage of Abe Kubel's like a hits montage, and I was like, dope, love that. Bring that to Toronto. 
we need that here in Toronto. Like he's got a chance to be a bit of an energizer type of buddy. Um, I, I think that a lot of Leaf fans are going to like Abe Kubel because he can bring that. You know, he's going to go and he's going to crash the crash the glass, hit bodies. He was 30th in the NHL amongst all forwards last year in hits per 60, which is pretty high when you consider how many forwards played in the NHL last year. Um, would have been second on the team with 139 hits last season as well. Um, and didn't even end up playing a, a full year either. So um, could have even been number one, realistically, uh, all things considered. Um, so I think that's the type of physicality that the Maple Leafs are bringing into the lineup, which I totally appreciate. Um, doesn't mind being a battering ram, doesn't mind dropping the mitts. He did have, I think it was last season, a Gordie Howe hat trick. A goal, a fight, and an assist all in one game. I love to see it. Maybe he could do it as a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs at some point this season. Um, but I'm going with Nicholas Abe Kubel and importing his physical nature into my perfect Maple Leaf. All right, moving on. The engine. Who do you have left where you're trying to, I guess, like, if we're talking about Michael Jordan, we're talking about Space Jam, and you've got the ball, and you're trying to suck all the, the skill level from these players, now you're looking for someone who's got an engine. Who's that guy? Uh, I'll I answer had, first, because this is easy to yeah. me. It's it's Michael Bunting. So I Michael was... Bunting is the little engine that could, man. It, it, yeah, me, that's, that's who I, I was debating between him and Tavares. Tavares. Okay, explain explain that one. So the reason why I thought Tavares too is... Did you already use Tavares? Nope, I have not used okay. Tavares yet. Okay, That's why I hadn't used Michael Bunting either. The reason why I, I would... I think Michael Bunting's a great pick too is because the guy's everywhere. He is just giving it all game long. John Tavares, to me too, He it just feels like he's a guy that will play a lot of minutes. He isn't afraid to really push thing. You know, if he, if he feels like sometimes he needs a little extra gear, he can bring it too. Um, and he can, I, I just feel like he's, he's a guy that you can rely on to play a lot of minutes too. He's done it. The Leafs were doing it for a longest time with them, playing them in a lot of different ways too. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I, I still think Michael Bunting though, he's a little bit younger, a little more sparse gives you that. And not Energizer Bunny because he's not an Energizer Bunny size, but he's got that I energy. He is. I, I totally, I, I totally think he is an Energizer Bunny. I think honestly, I associate little guys more with an Energizer Bunny, you know, association for lack of a better word. You know, that's where I, I, I kind of look at at smaller stature dudes as Energizer Bunnies. You know, Zach Hyman, I guess, was that as well. Um, he's not like a large individual Zach Hyman is. So, you know, I, I think Michael Bunting is totally the, the player where if, if I had a guy who, you know, goes 110% goes balls to the walls each and every time his skates touch the ice, it's Michael Bunting, his passion for the game, his love for the game, his, um, his passion and, and, and to strive to get better and make his teammates better and do what he can for his teammates, for Matthews and Marner. Like you saw what he was able to do this season alongside those talented players. The guy put up my favorite statistic of all time this season, just as many points at five on five as who, David? 
Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid, that's he right. Got quite and an that, engine on him, I will and say. And that is purely because he of his engine. His engine got him that. It wasn't the he's not gifted. He's not a physically gifted or skillfully gifted player, but he works harder than everybody else to get into the right positions, to get himself into those areas where he can succeed or help his teammates succeed. So Michael Bunting, to me, I would love to have 18 players with the heart and engine of a Michael Bunting on my roster. So when I'm building my perfect Maple Leaf, Michael Bunting's the only player that came to mind when I thought about engine. Leadership is the final one that we're taking a look at leadership you have two players who you have not used yes two players that you have not used i am curious which name comes out of your mouth for leadership so the guy who i thought should have been captain a long same time group. ago you have the morgan same riley. player that i do morgan riley and this has not I, I this is not to bash john tavares at all i just think for a morgan riley is a more polished just talker when you hear him talk to the media it's it's honest it's it's thoughtful like he puts a little more thought into it he isn't trying to go straight to the cliches yes on occasion morgan Riley does use the cliches but he's not afraid to just say what he really thinks needs to be said and what what really did it for me too is i i think you remember that one night where there was a clip posted about how Morgan Riley said a, what sounded like a slur. Right. Right. And that blew up on social media. He sees it and he comes right back to the arena and makes it a point to try to clear the air. Right. Because we know that he's a big uh, partner when it comes to the LGBTQ community we just we, we have seen Morgan Riley step up, I think, in a lot of ways. And I, I personally have always thought he should have been named captain. Um, I think he's a guy that can handle that pressure because he's had to handle a lot of pressure since his time in Toronto. And he's excelled. I know that he maybe some people don't believe he's a number one defenseman or all that, but I don't think anybody would question Morgan Riley as a leader. No, absolutely. That's 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 the name who um, I wrote down, I didn't even think about John Tavares because, well, I used him for my hockey sense, but also because I am with you, man. I believe that Morgan Riley, at least with the media, at least with the media, seems as though he's more of the leader of that locker room than John Tavares is. I know when you get on the ice, you, you see the C on JT sweater, but honestly, it feels and looks and sounds as though Morgan Riley is a little bit more of a leader and has a strong, strong voice in that locker room. Um, and somebody who, just like you, I believe should have been named captain a couple of years ago. Um, and honestly, I don't know. I've, there's been speculation. I think it's more amongst people like yourself and I, bloggers and whatnot, who think maybe John Tavares should consider giving it up to, if not Austin Matthews, maybe a Morgan Riley, now that he's signed for eight more years. I don't know if it'll actually happen or not, but yeah, I'm with you, man. There's He's just such a great person, uh, both on and off the ice. So, uh, And it doesn't even matter what happens in the game. He's always willing 
to go out there and give you thoughtful answers and and and, and speak to the media. Not say that John Tavares isn't because he is. Like he's he's also a great captain. Let's, let's you know, I'm not sitting here trying to bury JT. I just think that highly of Morgan Riley. I do want to point that out. I think Tavares is a flying captain. He does good things, uh, great things with the neighborhood. He speaks with the media all the time. He 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 does hold himself, I suppose, um, accountable when the team loses and he needs to go out there and, and, and speak. He does do all that. I just, for whatever reason, like more of what I hear when Riley speaks than when Tavares speaks. And for that reason, I feel like he, he, he would be and is maybe a, a little bit better of a leader than, uh, than Tavares. So hence Riley is my leadership. So we have created the perfect leaf in our minds. We're going to have to put this to a vote. We're going to have to put this on, uh, on, on our discord, which we'll put the discord down below. You can go and join that as well. And we'll put it, you know, vote within our discord. We'll also put the vote on Twitter and see who created the best leaf. So, um, I have Engvall skating, Tavares' hockey sense, Matthew's shot, Marner's passing slash playmaking ability, um, Muzzin's size, uh, Abe Kubel's physicality, Michael Bunting's engine, and Morgan Riley's leadership. You have Nylander skating, Brody's hockey sense, Matthew's shot, Marner's passing and playmaking. You have Justin Hall's size, Jake Muzzin's physicality, Bunting's engine. You did go with Bunting, right? You were kind of teetering. Yeah, I'm going with. I was going with Bunting. Bunting's engine and also Morgan Riley's leadership. So we got a few that are similar and a few that are different. Uh, but all in all, I think these would be spectacular players if we were able to actually, you know, go all Frankenstein mad scientist, take the best uh, parts of each of these players and create one player. I think we're looking at a pretty good player uh if you ask uh if you ask me but we will put it to the test put it to the people uh comment down below who you think ended up creating the better player of the two and uh we'll talk about it on monday when we come back uh but that's gonna do it for us here today on the podcast i'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show you can subscribe to the lockdown these podcasts on all podcast platforms and receive daily leaves content follow myself on twitter at making underscore canuck follow dave at d underscore more sudi follow the show at lockdown leaves go ahead leave a like and a comment uh down below if you're here on youtube leave a review uh, that would be much appreciated, uh, a review if you're listening on iTunes. Uh, but we will be back on Monday with another episode. Until then, though, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.